What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, IEP Army. Everything about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. And we're live. We've got a new college champion. we got NFL playoffs. And we got a bunch of free uh, NFL coaching vacancies. So uh, let's just get into it, eh? Hoping you're enjoying the new graphics we put in for this intro. We are a live show now. We're getting with the times, and I just don't like editing. I am your host, Duchesne, as you most certainly know. And my co-host, Tim, here is laughing at uh, at our new intro. How's it going, Tim? I'm good. I forgot about those reface pictures. Holy cow, those are awesome. Yeah, I hope they don't look <laughs> as pixelated on the stream as they do but on my computer. But whatever. We're, we have fun here, right? It's in the description. So yeah, we got a lot of news actually this week. And I think we should just start. Well, the, the most breaking news is Joe Judge. But I kind of I was ready to start with college football because college football is over. We got a new national champion. Georgia takes down Bama. Georgia was a three-point favor going into this game, and, it, and the line never moved. And I always thought Georgia would win the game, but I couldn't believe that they were a three-point favorite. But because the line didn't move and everyone's saying Bama, I took Georgia, 50 bucks. And I watched them not win for the first half. <laughs> and then I started playing a game at halftime. I missed the third quarter. 
And I missed the Zamir White touchdown where they go up. I thought, so then I start watching the game again, and Bama goes right down the field, 72-yard drive, kicks a field goal, and then you see the Stetson Bennett throw, fumble, that the guy lackadaisically, unintentionally grabs, and they, and Bama gets the ball at like the 16-yard line. So I, I'm not a very superstitious man, but I was like, you know what? Uh, this isn't going well when I'm watching it. This is coming off of the overtime Chargers Raiders game. And I was like, I'm going to go to bed, you know, 50 bucks. Either I'll win it or I won't. I'm not going to sweat it tonight. I woke up a happy man. But what did you make of the of our new champion and the the game itself? Congrats to Georgia. Their defense that everyone should have known was going to be top tier as they were all season minus one game. They really came out and showed what they were made of. And. Alabama couldn't couldn't put the ball in the end zone. They could get it down there, but they kept kicking field goals. But we look at those plays. There's not a lot of receivers even open or available to make plays. And I think that that was a big deal with Mechie going down earlier in the season and then them losing Williams. That they might have just not had the firepower to to break loose and even make plays besides their tight end making some plays down the sideline. Yeah, it's hard to give Bama the benefit of the doubt of not having enough firepower, but I will say you lose your top two guys, and that's hard to make up even for a team like Bama. And I think it was just confirmed now that it was, uh, in fact, an ACL for Williams, which obviously sucks. Um, I wonder if he comes out still or not. I know our our friend Levi at Fantasy Players Club detailed how it could have hurt him because he might not have been eligible to receive uh, the insurance that a lot of players do um, TLDR on that, but <laughs> uh, it, I'm no, I'm no doctor. All right. I'm no Edwin, uh, but uh, he, it looked bad and it looked like it popped, but he walked off and he was able to walk without much of a limp. I'm just saying it, it, there, he might've avoided, you know, other terrible structural damage, but that's just my very uneducated opinion. Uh, hopefully he, he he can recover just fine because he relies on that speed. That's what he had was just that crazy that crazy first gear. And uh, we, we, we hope that he's able to come back. Do you think he enters the draft still or do you think he might come back now? I think he's going to go. I think it really hurts though because like you said, his speed is his attribute and him not being able to wow at the combine is going to be a problem because – that's usually where you'll get a, a player that just kind of jumps or I remember like DK, everyone really was interested in DK and DK came out and just dominated the combine. And I remember in just even rookie draft talk for that off season after that, it was like DK shot up like four or five spots minimum in rookie draft order. Yeah. Until he hit the cones, <laughs> but yeah, no, he crushed it. Uh, I can't think of somebody else who recently did that. Uh, I mean, I know Jonathan Taylor crushed it, but that was when everyone started calling him generational. Then, uh, but he was always the RB one. Uh, well, yeah. and the thing with the rookie drafts too is a lot of it's preference this year. If you're going to go for you know big time ceiling, like maybe Jamison had with his deep uh, threat, where he can score on you know very few plays, that. Now you kind of have a different, when I say depth of the, of the player pool, as well as maybe risk appetite when it comes to which players you want and trading up or trading down, maybe come a little bit easier, actually. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we'll get to the rookie class as it comes along, uh, as the off season moves along. 
but it, I, I right now I totally agree. It's completely preference. Like multiple people could have wide receiver ones. Like Traylon Burks at the moment isn't my wide receiver one, and he's most people's. That's just that's going to be the nature of this class, and that's why people are saying it's weak. Uh, it's not weak. It's just hard. Like it's not generational like last year where we had multiple actual generational players. But yes, congratulations to Georgia. I'm glad that they won. Uh, they deserve to win. I'm glad we have a new national champion. And that's it. End of pod. Good talk. Uh, no, we have uh, other news. Actually, one more thing I think I want to get to before the coaches is is back onto that that month that Sunday night game, the Raiders and the Chargers that went to overtime with the implications of a tie. Brandon Staley, did he blow it with that feel uh, with that timeout call? I think if there was any intended implications that they were not going to be aggressive, the Raiders were not going to be aggressive. Once that timeout was called, it was completely changed. And from what it looked like body language, even the way that they lined up in formation, I didn't think that the Raiders were really even interested in trying to get that first down until the timeout was called. Yeah. I don't think that they lost because of the timeout. They lost because they didn't stop them, but it was a bad call to call that timeout. Uh, you don't give him another chance to get that first down. I know, like his reasoning is get our other guy in there to are against the eleven all eleven set so that we can. I just think Staley's a is a kind of a clown. Uh, looking at his sheet to say go for it on fourth down and at his own eighteen, but the sheet said it was a good idea. But yeah, well, it wasn't too. Not just because you didn't get it. Uh, my thing, my biggest takeaway from that game was the final drive. Uh, I don't know, have the exact plays in front of me, but it was like almost 20 plays that last drive where they went down to tie it up to go to overtime and they converted multiple first fourth downs, fourth and 10, fourth and 10. And Herbert's my, he's my, he's my man. He can get it anytime he wants, but I don't, I hated the offense that they ran there. They had almost two minutes. It wasn't quite two minutes, but it was like over a minute and a half. And they were just they were playing Madden, running streaks and, and a bench route, just trying to get it all back at once. So what they, what that does is multiple things. It makes it easy on the defense because they don't have to cover you as much, and you, you're able to get pressure because Max Crosby was eating that la- that tackle. But also, you're taking your best player out of the game. Eckler isn't involved anymore because you're just trying to get 25, 30 yards. So now you're forcing yourself to go to to uh, Palmer. And Mike Williams, little Mike Williams, he doesn't deserve that BMW title. Uh, I know he got that touchdown, but I just I hated the offense that they ran, and it took Herbert's magic to to get there. But goddamn, why do you have to put my boy in that position? I'm with you. I actually think Alabama did the same thing. They were trying to get chunks when they had time left on the clock, like a lot of time left, and. The Raiders are really successful rushing with just four, like the whole game. Like if they brought pressure, it was a, it was a luxury. So I really thought I was I was with you on that. I was like, why are they not uh, doing some more uh, routes to Eckler? Even making him a threat out there, so you have to pull a defender up, and maybe you can get Keenan involved more, just yeah, even in the exactly. middle of the field on that drive. Because yeah, you're you're basically just putting yourself behind the sticks when you have time. Yeah, and Herbert is a god, so <laughs> yeah, he, he is daddy. Like you're getting, you're completely self-removing Eckler from your offense, and now they're just keying in on Keenan, and James Cook has to chip Max Crosby every play, and he's not getting downfield, which is what the whole route concepts were. It was just a bad 
it was just bad offensive philosophy. And and what why I'm upset is because because I don't know if they're going to want to fix that because Herbert bailed him out, you know, like they're like, well, Herbert will just do his Herbert shit. It's like, he doesn't have to do that. Though. Like he shouldn't have to put the whole, the whole city on his back. But that was pretty much all I wanted to talk about in the Sunday night game. I mean, it would have been so great if they got that tie. People were losing their minds, like Steelers fans, that like this is so rigged, it's so scripted. And uh and now, I mean, if you're a Steelers fan, wouldn't you kind of want to go out like that instead of getting slaughtered against Kansas City? I'm joking. <laughs> this is actually an argument, is like that I had um or a discussion on Twitter about you know it's better to not make the playoffs and have a better draft pick than make the playoffs. And that it's like, no, you you make the playoffs every single time. And it, I don't care what's optimal and you make the playoffs because that it's about making money and that's optimal to make money and for people to be invested. And you just never know. Never know. You never know. Talk to the Ravens, talk to Joe Flacco having the best four games of his career. Gets paid. Gets that biggest contract in NFL history out of it. Yes. All right. So now the most breaking news, the most recent breaking news is we got Joe judges out. I was a little scared here for a minute. Um, I was a little afraid that he wasn't going to be out of there because we had uh, David Gettleman announced his retirement yesterday, the GM for the Giants. So I guess I think what happened was Gettleman retires and they start looking around for GMs and every GM says, you've got to get that effing clown out of there (laughs) or you will not get anyone or or make him your GM. (laughs) And uh yeah. <laughs> so uh, Joe Judge, great culture setter, but he is out uh, in New York. Uh, we also got Brian Flores relieved of his duties in Miami. This caught everyone off like by surprise. He finishes at nine and eight. He had a tough stretch this year. They started one and seven and then won eight of their last nine. Yeah, that's right. Math, 17-game schedule. But it's just, it just seems like he he, people, he didn't get along with people. You know, he went through four offensive coordinators, four. I, I don't have the tweet up in front of me. He went through a lot of people, though, four to, like, defensive coordinators. And what it sounds like is that he wanted to get wanted, – he wanted Watson and and the GM wanted Tua, which makes sense because he drafted Tua. But I'm hearing multiple different things. But at the end of the day, it just seems like it wasn't a, a – a good cultural fit, but if the guy you fire be- becomes the best candidate on the market, you might want to give him another chance. I don't know. Uh, what did you make of the of the Flores fire? The difficulty to work with is always a difficult. Is it's just a thing to overcome that never pans out well in any work environment. That being tag difficult to work with, but I mean it's it's hard to argue with you know, what he's starting to establish. The reason why they were so big on um, their thoughts of having an opportunity to make the playoffs and do some damage this year was because of him before this season. Now, was the roster ready? No. And I think a lot of people knew that, but they tried to put the cart before the horse and really, really go after it when it's like, no, you, you had this timeline, consistently build this roster and go on from there. Whoever inherits this team should have a pretty, just a pretty good time you know, kind of playing with the weapons that they have and continuing to build it. But yeah, this team over, 
they overachieved the year prior, which really, I think, messed up expectations and just their rebuild timeline. So what I see, we'll see what happens, but I'm I was befuddled by it because I think he's going to get a job very quickly. Yeah, it caught everyone off guard, and I wouldn't be surprised if he got a job like tomorrow. I mean, if if Adam Gaze could do it, I mean Jesus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have Mike Zimmer being fired along with Rick Spielman, their GM. Shouldn't have uh, fired Spielman. No, that I don't think so. No, Spielman's been what a staple in Minnesota for. Over like a decade, yeah, I think it was and six. They can say what they want about the Kirk Cousins signing, but like, tell me the quarterbacks they could have gone after in free agency that would have at least held par. And I'm gonna or held serve. I would probably say yeah. not many. You're not gonna get Cousins hate from me because everyone else does enough of it. So Kirk Cousins is a is a is a just a is a just fine quarterback. And I mean. Is he have, what is up with a cousin's contract? Actually, is he done? No, is I think he's extent? guaranteed for like two more seasons. Did they extend him because it was originally three, right? I can check real quick. Yeah, live content people. <laughs> I do believe though that it was uh, like just he's got one year the penalty, one more year. he was not moving anywhere for yeah, he's got one more year in 2022. So, can I get your killing mods in, right? No. <laughs> uh, we're going to come back to all of these, so don't worry about that. Chicago dismisses Matt Nagy about 18 months too late. Uh, Jacksonville, of course, let go of Urban Meyer a month ago, Las Vegas. Uh, John Gruden resigns. And that's it. Sorry, it said it says Carolina Panthers. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but so we have the Dolphins, the Giants. Oh, and Vic, Vic Fangio, the Broncos. Dolphins, Giants, Broncos, Vikings, Jaguars, Raiders. Six teams, right? Yep, you have the Giants in there. Yep. One, two, three, four, five. That's five. What the fuck? Live content. Well, anyways, of those teams, which 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 spot do you think is the best, most appealing to a, a candidate? Broncos and Dolphins. Ew, really? I, so I what really, makes you think, I think that roster construction? Or yeah, I think that the Dolphins just they need more seasoning. They need a few more weapons. They but, need a, a line. Well, they yeah they've always needed a line. And they got, you know, I really am a big fan of Javon Holland. I think he's oh, going to yeah. be one of oh, the yeah. best safeties oh, in yeah. the decade. And then depending on how their cornerback situation continues to pan out, you know, with Xavier um, and I don't know. I just like what they, what they got going on. I just would, wouldn't mind seeing a few more weapons and a little bit more time for two to actually, you know, get his feet wet, develop more of um, just an overall complete quarterback type of, skill set and then denver just needs a quarterback in my opinion yeah so the only thing with denver is they if you get a quarterback you've also still got the chiefs and the chargers in that division and possibly the raiders if you oh know, yeah Russ Vic fangio made sure that that everyone knew the gm never got him a quarterback on his way out it was really funny <laughs> yeah well you also chose to go teddy over lock <laughs> and I know it was probably it cost you probably 
it probably you probably would have been in the same. You probably still finish seven and ten if you go with Locke, but you did it with Locke and not Teddy. You know, like there's almost. I feel like there's almost some more rope, but at the same time, didn't the GM bring in Teddy? So I don't know. Uh, I'm stuck, but and neither of those are are my pick uh, because I think the Dolphins. I think I think Flores had a good part in them going nine and eight. Honestly, uh, they have some talent, but not enough. I, the Broncos are very talented, but I would go with the Bears and the Vikings. Uh, the, the Vikings, though, you're you're bringing in a new GM, but these are appealing because you got the Lions, so you're going to beat up on them. And who knows what goes down with Green Bay? Green Bay is still probably going to be the class of this division, but Chicago, you got Justin Fields, and there's something there. You got some weapons. You got a defense. Yeah, I would probably just take the Bears just to hitch my wagon to Justin Fields. I would uh, like to see how the quarter, or excuse me, how the head coach. Whoever takes over from Minnesota, how they handle Kirk Cousins, if they're kind of kind of run the same offense, because then are you really doing anything by getting rid of Zimmer? And you got to make sure that you don't waste uh, Justin Jefferson. So we'll see how that pans out, because a carousel head coach for the next couple of years could be pretty detrimental to just achieving prime Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I know people like to hate Kirk Cousins, but. He has a lot to do with Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson will still be would still be great without Kirk, but he wouldn't be this great. He wouldn't be the best wide receiver throughout his first two years if he didn't have a top 12, 13 quarterback. Um, Jefferson was interviewed after the season, and, and they asked him, did you learn anything for, through your first two years of uh, NFL football? He said, I'm good at football. Ah, that That's what he learned. Filthy. Oh, I, love I, love him. I love that man. All right, so that's that's college football. That's some NFL Black Monday talk. Let us talk. We'll talk playoffs. Or should that be made of it? Let's talk. Let's just go into the playoffs right now. We got playoffs, as I'm sure you're well aware. We got Saturday games. I'm glad the Patriots are on Saturday, but they are not the first game. The playoffs start. With the Raiders going to Cincinnati as five-point underdogs, total of 49.5. I am a Bengals fan in this game, but I am a Raiders better at plus 180 money line. I'm on the same side. I think Raiders cover five, and I think Bengals win the game. Okay. That Raiders pass rush is really good. Yeah, I just – the stench of puke and – in failure, I don't think is off of Cincinnati yet. Uh, Derek Carr, this is his first playoff game. He's in a plan. Uh, Derek Carr is kind of a bad dude. I don't care. He he's a little passive, but God damn it, will he try and win? he does he does a pretty good job trying to win games. Zach Taylor is still kind of a joke in my opinion. I mean, he had a, he had a good year, but he had just so much talent. Uh, Joe Burrow's first playoff game, a lot of youth on this Bengals team. Bengals are known to beat themselves, and the Raiders are just hard to kill, man. So I, I like this as one of my upsets this weekend. Uh, wild card weekend is where I like to bet on upsets, too. As the playoffs go on, it gets a little chalky, but really a lot of the drama happens here because, I mean, what are we at? What are we at? We are, we're at 14 playoff teams. Like, almost half the league is in, so <laughs> you're going to see some, you're gonna see some uh, upsets early on. 
Uh, then uh, Saturday night, we got Patriots going to Buffalo again as four-point dogs. Uh, this is the lowest total of any game at 44. And I like the Bills to cover because Patriots aren't playing well. Mac Jones has not been good the last month. I do not count the Jacksonville game. That's like a that's like the tune-up game for uh, for, for the Colts. Yeah, yeah, for the Colts. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, don't you love that? That's why. That's why people can't. You can't use the transitive property in football. You know, <laughs> it's just it's so stupid when people do that. Colts beat the Patriots, and then the Patriots beat the Jacksonville Jaguars by fifty, and then the Jaguars beat the Colts. It's like, don't work. But what like felt that. like fifty, right? <laughs> so. Uh, I like I like Buffalo covering that game. They're a better team. They're at home. They're better at almost every single position besides maybe pass rush. Like, uh, yeah, I just don't think that New England has the dogs, and I think they might keep it close, and I think they might keep it low scoring, but they can't stop the run. So, and, and Josh Allen's good enough that if he doesn't make his his patented Josh Allen mistakes, then I think that they cover by seven. Allen hasn't been the the crispest of quarterbacks in the last month, like compared to Mac Jones as well. I do think the more uh, likely outcome is that Bills do cover, win and cover. But I wouldn't be surprised with two or three interceptions from Allen. This game goes down to a last second field goal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, that could happen. Uh, but it's up to they don't. It's up, I want to see what single 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 Starry does. Uh, because they're finally using him, and it I know just makes that, me that, so happy. I, I know because motherfuckers on fantasy Twitter calling Devin Singletary trash for years, and it's like you were con- you were confusing trash with opportunity. He's not bad. He's not a bad running back. Like he he doesn't come from a small school where he absolutely fucking dominated and hold on to a job and and and, <laughs> and fight off amazing running backs like Zach Moss. Oh my god, that fucking. And Singletary dominated at Florida Atlantic, and, but he had the way he did it is the way in which you want to see him do it. He was reading blocks. He actually was slowing down to set up blocks when he got bust outs down the sideline. A lot of like a lot of things you want to see from a running back. It wasn't just him dominating the competition. It was him working well within his in within his scheme and operating within this, the confines of the offense. Yeah, and. Anyways, I don't, I'm not saying – I never set, was saying Singletary was an amazing running back or even like a top 12, but people were trying to say he was like a bad running back, and I was like, that's just false. I'm sorry. He's he's not bad. He's pretty good. He just doesn't get the opportunity because they don't need to. They have Josh Allen. So just stop confusing that. I'll say this, though. Just watching the Bills' offense – I'm feeling pretty confident with almost any receiver that gets playing time in that offense because it doesn't matter if it's McKenzie or whoever, they're going to throw. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll, he'll get it to you. Um, we got the Bucks eight and a half point favorites with the visiting Philadelphia Eagles at a total of 49. Who do you got in this one? So you were saying that the, the Raiders was one of your teams or were one of your teams that was going to be likely to upset or one of your upset picks. This is one of mine actually. Now uh, I think the Bengal or the, I'm sorry. I think the Buccaneers win and it's very likely they cover, oh, but me. I think this is a game that could go awry very quickly. Buccaneers don't have all their weapons. Mike Evans, though he came back, did get hurt last week. 
And, you know, Tampa hasn't been like the best pass defense all season. And we could just see some special stuff from Hertz, just some freaky playoff stuff. And this is a game I'm watching out for, for the upset. Yeah, I, I could actually see that too. Um, I, I think the Bucks could be a little fat and happy, but it's just a matter of, and that, I mean, everybody besides Tom Brady, because that dude has a motor that you will never see again. Uh, I wonder how motivated like Tom is because of AB going on saying that shit. And I don't know, but this one's tough for me. I really don't even have a pick. I was waiting to do it live. Uh, but I, th- I think the Eagles cover the eight and a half. I think they, I think they lose by like seven. They get, they get a backdoor cover. But I would not, yeah, Eagles cover because I wouldn't be surprised if they won this one either. And then on Sunday, this is actually this, the Eagles boxer Sunday, one o'clock. The four o'clock game is is a game that I picked way back in week five or six when the Cowboys beat the Patriots. I think it was six. I don't know. Uh, the Cowboys barely beat the Patriots in overtime after the Patriots tried very hard to give them the game. But the fact was that the Cowboys were just a much better team. And no matter how much ineptitude that they displayed, they just couldn't lose it. And right there and then I said, I'm betting on the Dallas Cowboys to lose their first home playoff game. And that happens to be against the 49ers. And I love this. I love this matchup. The 49ers are hot. They're going to run all over them. Cowboys are going to puke all over themselves. McCarthy's a fucking clown. And this line moved up to 150. I might go hit it again. Plus 150, 49ers. This was my other upset game. Because there's something that can be said about teams that are physical, but they do it the right way. And that's what the 49ers do. They're going to come out. They're going to hit Dallas in the mouth. And we're going to see how Dallas responds. And McCarthy's really never been good against physical teams because he just doesn't coach that way. So this could be a game that really gets out of hand quickly for the 49ers. No, I I wouldn't be surprised if it is close, but the Cowboys are going to need to respond and respond in a big way to start the game. Yeah. uh, Yeah, you said it it there, bud. (laughs) Uh, You know, I just... I always, like I said, I was betting this game since week five or six, no matter who it was. And when it was the 49ers, I loved the matchup. Like, I mean, they're physical, like you said, they're mysterious. <laughs> <laughs> I should get a soundbite for that. Now that we're we, on we, we need a soundbite of Mike McCarthy describing how mysterious Kyle Shanahan is. Oh, that'd be too good. Uh, yeah, then uh, that, that, uh, uh, J- Jones, owner of the Cowboys, Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones, I, my glory hole days. <laughs> yeah, well, these 49ers are about to glory hole you back to the fucking offseason. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday night. What's that? What's that? Twitter make that a quote. Oh, these I have 49ers are glory hole you back to the offseason. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 account is so good. I haven't used it much lately, but yeah, you get a you get your fucking picture there with the <laughs> quote. That that's my that's a shout out, all right? Highlight. So um we haven't done this in a while. We have this in here. So yeah, that that is uh my terrestrial take of the week.
the mysterious 49ers led by Kyle Shanahan come into Jerry's house and run it right down his throat. These graphics, these <laughs> graphics just make my day. <laughs> yeah, that one was in here, so I got a shout out. Uh, I don't even know if it was Billy or Jordan. Uh, I got to get my reads to get my reads down. We are powered by Semi Pro Fantasy, uh, a partner of Underdog Fantasy. Yeah, I don't, I don't have the reads, but we are now part of IDP Army Semi Pros. Jordan Rames, you love them, you hate them, but same with us. Am I right? So, <laughs> yeah, we seem we'll to be all reads. collecting together. Yeah, right. We might as well all suck together. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll get the reads down next week. Live content. Uh, we got the Sunday night game where the Chiefs, as the two seed, secured their bye against the Steelers. I actually, that's what that's what the jokes that have been going around. I think the Steelers have a have a shot, but have a shot to cover. It's a twelve and a half point spread, forty six total. Sunday night Chiefs uh, coming off of. Actually, what are they coming off of? It was the Cincinnati loss, yeah. Uh, I don't think that they don't really have Burrow and Chase. Um, I just I don't see them getting blown out. But God, it's tough. I'm I'm gonna take the Steelers to cover though. I disagree wholeheartedly on this game. Oh, I think tough. I think we can go under forty six, and the 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 Chiefs could win thirty three to three. I really do. I don't think this game is close. So if the Chiefs do win thirty-three to three, Geek Millax, how many sacks for TJ Watt? Ooh. TJ Watt's such a beast. I'm gonna go one and a half. Wisconsin represent, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, one and a half is safe. I'll go one and a half. Because he actually had three on Sunday and they kept taking them away from him. He also had four if you count the one that he got taken right to his own scrotum. So <laughs> I was trying to find uh, a line, but they don't have player props up on DK yet. I would say the line is probably at one. They could even do 1.25, right? And then have the, so like one and a half to one. So yeah, I'm going to say one and a half. Who day rip? It's your boy, Duchesne's and Nubs from the wedding. Little Bengals action right there. Yeah, that's our Bengals fan, Rip. What up? We're, we're, I'm rooting for the Bengals, but if you just tuned in, I am betting against them. I've been telling my my buddy all we all season. I said the se- I'm not even a fan, but the the NFL is better when the Bengals are good. Think back when they had Palmer. You know, now they got the whole new triple threat. Actually, what quadruple threat with Mixon with the two wide receivers? Kind of like oh, don't the, forget yeah, about Johnson, my Fus- freaking, Don't forget about my goat Auden Tate. He's on IR though, isn't he? Yeah, whatever. It'll be funny. It'll be fun to see where he ends up uh, when he get when he, he gets. Greg Jennings and shit. Put the team on his back one leg. It's okay. I just talked about the two receivers, and now Boyd's going to go off. Or he's going <laughs> to yeah. be a Uzoma. Yeah, Uzoma. We'll yeah, yeah. Um. So we have our bit first and likely only big disagreement. I think the most decisive or divisive game is the Monday night game. We got the Cardinals visiting the Rams as three and a half point dogs, 49 point total. I, I my heart says Cardinals and Rams. Can we because I, I was I was all in on the Rams to go to the Super Bowl this year, but I was all in on the Cardinals. So I think the Rams, I, I'm gonna take the Rams to cover here. 
Arizona's not look good. Yeah. Thing is, though, Stafford's look pretty god awful. He's not been good. And this is actually an interesting game that we'll get to in our main event. Now, for years, the Cardinals have been really bad covering underneath, and that's where Cup should majority majority of the time operate. So I'm gonna go with the Rams. What, what's the line on this game? And like, what's over under? Forty nine. I think it goes over, and I'm gonna take Rams three and a half. Okay. So, I think. Oh, you you took the you took the Raiders to cover. I took the Raiders to win. I don't have the sheet up. Uh, when I got a new PC, my formulas got messed up. I haven't gone back and. Uh, excelled <laughs> excelled at fixing it uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so we, a little bit we're, we're very def, deci- divisive on is the Steelers Chiefs so there you go that's how you can fade do shades this week another way that you can fade do shades is the action network go on there look me up Alexander do shades I'm making sure to post every single bet that I make this year uh right now we're sitting at three and one really only loss was uh I think it was Utah. Yeah, Utah against Ohio State. Fuckers, I hate Ohio State. All right. Well, that was a lot of news items. Any of them could have been the main event, but we're going to save awards for the main event, and uh, why don't we just kick it there? It's time for the main event. All right, we got awards, and I went back. I I, I struggled through uh, the old pod. I couldn't think of the damn word. My vocab shot. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to the old pod where we went over the awards. It was on Block in the Back, actually, which was a great time. We should get those guys on sometime. Yeah, right? dude, that was so much fun. Yeah, but there was it was right in your element. They were like your next door neighbors. Oh yeah, we you know we had the uh, the Uber accent going on, drinking some brewskis. Yeah, yeah, we all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we so we went on. We we had MVP, def- offensive player, defensive player, offensive rookie, defensive rookie. And I think I think we, that was it. Then we had some uh, fantasy picks. So my MVP, I had Stafford. Your MVP, you had Kyler. Funny enough, they played Monday night. Like I was, we were just talking about. Defensive player, I had Chase Young. We both had Chase Young for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, I sucks that he got hurt. I don't know if he would have won it anyways. Uh, that defensive line underperformed all year, which all really year. hurt the cornerbacks. Yeah. I mean, that whole team just underperformed, really. Uh, offensive player, I had Nick Chubb. You had CMC. Offensive rookie, Zach Wilson for me. T-Law for you. Defensive rookies, Avon Collins for me and Jared Davis for you. So we're really good at this. Yeah, we're really fucking good at picking our awards. <laughs> I mean, so what I, I, I was picking. If you go back and listen, I was picking mostly uh, off of odds and not entirely off of who I thought would win. But that's only that's that's sort of an excuse. I'm not going to completely hide behind it. Uh, these are a bunch of bets that I didn't hit. I did, I, and now I'm afraid I'm not going to hit comeback player of the year. I'm almost afraid Burrow is going to win it instead of Dak. Like, I don't know. Cause I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. So let us rewrite history. 
and see if we can't be wrong now that even though we've seen all 17 games. Who, <laughs> <laughs> who's your MVP? A-Rod. Easy. Enough said. And fuck you if you don't vote for him because he's an asshole. Fuck you. Yeah, it has nothing to do with him being an asshole. Oh, uh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Easy day. Moving on. Offensive player. Who you got? Cooper Cup. Ooh. And he's the only other person Ooh. that I would even consider for MVP. Yeah. Over JT? Yes. Yeah. I was thinking about JT, but I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just ride you. I'm going to hitch, hitch my wagon to you. I go Cooper Cup as well. Defensive player of the year. TJ Watt. It's hard to argue with the sack record. Did he win it last year? I'm so bad at this. I don't know the because the history I, of these awards. Well, I, I'm, I'm saying TJ Watt this year. Yes. Uh, I, it was just that last year, I think he won it. But I, I really think Xavier Howard should have won it last year. He was an animal and almost had more impact, I think, on his team. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, Jamar Chase. Yep. Me. Easy. No questions. Uh, it's not model. It's uh, it, Najee maybe has a case, but uh, I just don't want to hear any, any Mac Jones talk. Just <laughs> I don't know if this is a straw man argument or is, or if this is just because I'm in Massachusetts that I hear it sometimes because, you know, during their cute seven game winning streak where they played garbage or teams that weren't at 100 percent, which I know is the NFL. But Donald won it last year. Oh, yeah, dude. Xavier Howard should have won that shit. Get out of here. Uh, Mac Jones has not been a good offensive rookie. I'm sorry. He, he's won some games, but all right. Defensive rookie. I mean, I'll let you go first on this yeah, one. That's, I'm going to go and say Michael Parsons. Oh man. We're lined up again. I mean, it took a fucking sack record out of TJ Watt to take it from Parsons pretty much. So, well, you've heard it first, uh, on this September first episode of terrestrial takes. These, these are our, our preseason awards that we're projecting here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I don't have odds for coach of the year. That's crazy. All right. Who's your coach of the year? While you look up, while you look up odds, my coach of the year, and no one's going to agree with me is Sean Payton. Sean oh, Payton took a, Boy, took a on. roster with no QBs no, no and nearly play. took them to the playoffs, had a top level run defense and you could say pass defense all season, as well as didn't have Michael Thomas. And I think I think he's going to turn some some players' head ne- next year, like with uh, Deontay Harris and things like that. I think he's going to have a, a, a bigger role, and I think it's he's just going to continue to develop even though he doesn't have a quarterback. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I probably deserve that. I probably deserve that. <laughs> There's some there's some options out there. I feel Vrabel or uh, Lafleur or even Zach Taylor, but Peyton. I, 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 I don't. Okay, Lafleur's got Rodgers. Playoff okay. team. Lafleur's got Rodgers. McCarthy. Yes, he's got the McCarthy team. rode him rode Rodgers to a second team. That's spicy. Yeah, I, I'm probably wrong, but oh, I he, I have I, respect for the fact that just, he did what he did without a quarterback that. all year. Yeah, he. he I think Sean Payne's a great coach. I think he's underrated, actually. I think he's one of the better coaches in the NFL. And I love betting on the Saints because he always keeps his teams in the games. 
But uh, he ain't going to be in the top five, probably. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I'm shitting on your take because I don't really fucking have one. I mean, Brable's probably the... Brable's probably the easy one because of how many players got hurt on that team and they still got the number one seed. But I don't think they played that well. So no, they did. I mean, what was what are they? Eleven and six. Well, I'll say this: they beat very good teams earlier in the season, but it definitely looked like a struggle to end the season. Yeah, I mean, it, there was there was a, there was a point in the season where a different person was holding it. Like Bill Belichick was the coach of the year in early December. Uh, Zach Taylor making some noise with it. Uh, yeah, Brian Flores is getting some fucking odds, like actual odds. <laughs> he just got fucking fired. Uh, I'm just gonna go with the flair. I don't really have a take here. I just, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the guy with the MVP. <laughs> Probably a good bet. Uh, any other any other awards that I missed? Uh, were we gonna do comeback? Oh yeah, comeback. Who you got? Well, I know preseason, I said that if you were going to take this player, um, it was James, the safety for the Chargers. You should take him as defensive player of the year because he had actually better odds in terms of payout if you took him as defensive player. But I think James uh, had a really good season. Yeah, he did. Uh, you're right. Uh, and it was quiet, which was weird because um, Derwin James' hype was always so loud and he was he was always hurt. Uh, but... And when he actually is on the field and tearing it up, you don't really hear anything. He also quieted a lot of offensive players when he was on the field. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to say Dak because I got a $10 wager. It ain't much, but I placed that back in April for like, it was at like plus 250 or something. So get two and a half units back, hopefully. But I mean, as I was saying before we started recording, I didn't even think about it, but Burrow might be gaining some steam with that especially with the way he that he ended the year yeah bro's a beast i uh, i had him at a second second or third tier for like dine or yeah for dynasty but no he's he's worked his way right up into that top seven top eight so there's no it's just pick your pick your favorite now uh Fantasy wise, or yeah, 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 I had Burrow at seven coming into the year, and he moved up to six. I think my top nine quarterbacks are the same they were to start the year, which I thought uh, that's not take lock. I just uh, kind of nailed the top of quarterbacks. I think <laughs> I'm also a little take lock as I have a little take lock on Justin Fields. I'm not giving up on my boy there, so maybe that's, I, that's what. We'll nope, I love Justin Fields. I'm with you. Uh, I think uh, I think that's it for the main event, so I, I guess we should hit the button. What the hell? Yo, the sign is real simple, B. It says wrap it up. Wrap that up, B. So, <laughs> time to wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> let's go to our highlight of the week. What do you got? I kind of like this live thing. Yeah, I like it more as a performance than an editing. Like... Oh, it's going to be my highlight. You Actually, no, I'll go first. My highlight of the week is when Jordan was giving me the pitch and he was talking about 
uh, we were talking about this, you know, live being a more of a performance than going back and editing where I would have to go back, cut everything into time and, and make it louder and fade out and do all this work after I, after we recorded. And he was talking about it and, and Jordan puts on his hood. He's got his hands like up his sleeves, you know, he's like, you motherfuckers don't even know. <laughs> and I, I mean, that's just so funny. I felt it was like, it was like I had, it was when I had 30 listeners and all this work I'm putting into this podcast. You fuckers don't even know. <laughs> Pretty much right, yeah. I wonder if he's still on his tea kick. We'll have to bring him on and talk IDP with him for a little bit. Yeah, for sure. We'll get you on, Jordan. What you got for a highlight? Well, uh, I know that we're starting to plan the Super Bowl party. And oh, that'll yeah. be very exciting. And I would say my my biggest highlight is my my buddy of mine. He actually he moved down from Tennessee. He's been living with me. He just got his first offer to uh, he's he's uh, graduated law school, so he's going to be an attorney. And um, even the offer itself is a pretty impressive payday to start out. And I am proud of him. So that's awesome. Well, congratulations there. Uh, my other highlight of the week is I went to hot yogi yesterday, dude, got a nice sweat on, got my inner chi kicking and it was sick. Uh, I'll be going back. We were talking to the, some of the girls that work, they, uh, they, they're going to do that on Thursday and they've been inviting us to go with, and I'm like, I highly recommend it. Kind of chubby and I'm kind of not flexible. I used to do it when I, when I used to run track and cross country, I used to run 60 miles a week and I used to do yoga and it was good, but like now I'm just fat. So yeah, me too. But. I was a fat dude doing yoga. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> um, all right. We did it backwards. It's our, you know, it's, we've only been doing this for like a year, but we'll get to our gripe of the week. And I also have two of these. So I'll start with one. Uh, high top shoes that don't have a loop for me to pull the fucking shoe on. So I have to unlace the entire shoe to get my foot in it. I can't stand it. I can't be spending 10 minutes of my morning putting on sneakers when I have Crocs staring at me saying, dude, just put me on. It's it's 5 o'clock in the morning. You're going to the gym. Why do you need to put these shoes on? And I'm like, you're right. All right? You're right. I got two as well. All right. Hit me it's, it's been cold in Texas, and it's kind of annoying. But the gripe is, not that it's cold, but the gripe is when you have a million sweatshirts and you can't decide which one because of how windy it is and which one's going to like best protect against the wind. And you just it, like, you mean like then I also, like I said, I'm fat now. So not all my stuff fits right. So I'm like, I could wear this, but then it like will like bunch up on my arms and shoulders <laughs> or I could wear this. It's a little bit longer, but it doesn't block the wind at all. Yeah. So little things, it's the little things in life. Yeah, my other one. <laughs> Little things, unlike our guts. Uh, my other one is Sleeper. Love you, Sleeper. Love that you follow me. Uh, don't don't unfollow me. All right, I need every one of those few followers to stay with me. <laughs> um, is when you renew a league, it, it changes the order, and it turns on all the notifications again. And then, because it's a new fucking fresh league with no one on the trade block, everyone has to go. And put put their fucking garbage and say, yo, my garbage is 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 up for trade. All right, it's up there. You can my twenty three fourth dude. It's on the block. You can come get it. I'm trying to move it. So my gripe is sleeper that that entire that entire thing because I I'm in I'm in a lot of leagues and I guess I I, I, I boiled over with it and it got me thinking. I think there should be like a three limit per team on the trade block 
to make it matter more. Because, like, dude, every we know everything else is for on the for sale. You're just like diluting your own market here. Like, these are like this is a guy. He's on the block. I'm trying to move him. That's it. Nothing connected to my gripe, but there's a couple things with with Sleeper. I love Sleeper, but there's sometimes I feel like I get phantom notifications that won't go away. And that's kind of annoying to me as well as just leave the transaction history right where it is. Like, don't reset that because I sometimes want to look back at that. And then if I want to, I got to go back to a different league year to look. And it's just, that's annoying. But my other gripe is going to be, um, I noticed this when I drive home, people that will be in the completely wrong lane and then wait till the last second to get in the right lane. And it's always in front of me every single fucking time. They like see me come and they're like, oh, we got to get in front of Tim. A lot of people coming from Europe. <laughs> I don't know. But whatever yeah. lane I'm in, they, they'll come across from two or three lanes to get in front of me. And I just hate it. Yeah. One of our viewer agrees with the trade block limit. Something I thought of uh, during that rant I was having earlier today. And I was like, it seems like kind of a good idea. So hello. Glad that our listeners agree. Sorry that people can't drive, Tim. Uh, they can't drive here either, but I don't get a lot of wrong lanes, so that's pretty wild. What about uh, even with the trade block, you could put in what you're interested in for each player. The same way people can with the nick show names. interest people in do that with their nicknames. Yeah, but I mean, like you could. No, have... I'm saying it would be better with the with the block. But yeah, it could just be something that goes in underneath, like the player card when you're in that, where you just kind of select the positions you're interested in moving it for. Yeah, I'm just gonna check real quick if we have any reviews. We have a we had another like one star review, but people aren't writing. Tell me why we're a one star. I need Uh-oh. to know. <laughs> no, we need so, we need the reviews so we can read them. Yeah. All right. So go trash me there, and uh, yeah, you can tell me tell me how you fade Duchesne's. Tell me why we suck, how we lost your money. Give me give me it. Let me know why so we can improve. I can't improve unless you tell me why. But, I mean, that's about it. Anything else, Tim, real quick? Nope. Just have a good week. Yeah, I agree. All right. Peace. Peace.